Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Grad Life Podcast. It's Ronan here, and I'll be your host today. In today's episode, I spoke with Paddy Small, who is a commercial account executive for Datadog. We spoke about his role in Datadog, his route in education and work that got him to his current position, and also how he balances a successful football career with Ballymun and Dublin GA with the demands of his professional career. Enjoy. Um, how are you doing, Paddy? Good to talk to you. How are you keeping? I'm good. I'm good, Ronan. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, you're in the office today, are you? Yeah, in the office today. Um, bit of a late one tonight, but um, yeah, in the office, enjoying myself. Okay, so. that's good. Do you yeah. operate like a, a hybrid kind of operation or is it... Yeah, so yeah, pretty much. So we we'd have a a compulsory day usually on the Wednesday, okay. and then it probably goes into a team by team basis in terms of uh, other days you'd be coming into the office. But it's actually good to come in. Like there's always a good buzz around the office, so uh, good to yeah. see the team and and I suppose good to mingle with, with with everyone else in here as well. Yeah, you've a bit of the social side. It can get uh quite boring at home, I'd say. Um, it's nice to have it too, though. Um, yeah, so I suppose, obviously, you're working for Datadog, um, and for people that might know, just in a general question, what does Datadog mainly do, um, and what's their kind of main operations? Would you mind describing, please? Yeah, for sure. So, Datadog, so we, we're a SaaS company, so we sell software as a service, and essentially what we do is we provide visibility into how your IT systems might be running. And essentially make sure that they're running healthy so that um no issues might might so no issues will essentially be affecting the customer. So the the analogy we would often use is we're like a car dashboard per se. So okay. you you might know if your fuel is running low or you have a problem oh, yeah. and however the car dashboard would essentially give you visibility into how things are running. So that's essentially how we would operate. We would essentially proactively give you insight into how things are running to make sure that none of the errors are actually occurring for, for your customers, let's say. That's that's a good explanation. Um, Yeah, a lot of the lights on my car dashboard are kind of coming up there now. But, uh, <laughs> perfect, yeah. Okay, and then yourself, what's your role in Datadog and, and what's your kind of day-to-day like in terms of uh, work? So my official title is I'm an account executive in Datadog. So the region I would work is the Nordic region. So you're Sweden, Denmark, Norway, all them types of countries. So essentially my job is to is to outreach to potential companies who from my own research I think might actually benefit from a tool and a product like Datadog. Okay. Essentially try and grab their attention per se. And then obviously go about trying to actually bring the product into the company and selling the value that Datadog might actually give them guys, especially on the on the IT side of things and the business side. Okay, and you would be kind of dealing with a lot of people from that Nordic region then yourself, would you? Yeah, so pretty much every all the companies based in your Sweden, Norway, Denmark, they would be the accounts in the region that I would be assigned to and the okay. ones that I, that I would strictly be working off as well. Lovely, very interesting. And obviously, it's a it's a really large um, tech company. I know it's, it's listed on stock exchange and things like that. What would you say, is there any obvious benefits or benefits that you feel yourself for working um for such a large tech company mm-hmm. yeah there's a, there's a couple of things that spring to mind one of them for sure would definitely be the chance to actually progress and progress your career yeah that's a massive one to be honest for me in terms of how quickly you can essentially move up the ladder um especially in a place like day dogs very fast pace it's growing quite quickly 
Um, so actually being able to progress your career and actually, I suppose, like I said, keep keep moving up the ladder at quite a quick pace. Um, is definitely a big, a big okay. set for any employee. Another yeah. one that is, uh, again, it sort of ties into the first one, but being in that growth phase and it can be quite exciting in terms of actually seeing how the product is developing as well. Like it makes it a lot easier to sell a product that's actually a good product, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, um, sure, yeah. You don't have to so, lie to people. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to lie, yeah. Exactly. So um, actually seeing that so actually seeing the innovation side of things um is actually quite is actually quite exciting as well. So Okay, that's good. Yeah. Seems like um a lot of room to grow, I suppose, uh, as an employee yourself. Um and in terms of your clients, the way you were talking, would it be more so companies um, than actual individual clients itself or ind- individual uh, people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we so we would sell primarily to businesses. So okay. anyone who, so anyone with somewhat of an online presence would, in theory, be a potential company for Datadog. Yeah. So I think, I think we're floating around 22,000, 23,000 um, customers worldwide. And there's a few big names in there, like your your Starbucks, your New York Times. Okay. And, um, Zendesk, just a few of them that I suppose spring to mind, and then other e-commerce websites per se, they would have quite a strong use case for a comp for a tool like Datadog, yeah. because if they were to have an issue, let's say like you can't check out when you're buying, you know, your favorite pair of runners, there's going to be a direct financial impact for a business like that, you know. So of course. it can pretty much be anyone who has somewhat of an online presence, but they would be, I suppose, more of the stronger use cases, you might say. Okay, lovely. Um, yeah, so I've seen that you started off in Datadog in a commercial development role, if if I'm correct. And would you mind kind of saying how you got on in there, what the kind of role was like, and then also, uh, did you progress quite quickly through that, or um, how long were you in it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I started off as an SDR in Datadog, so a sales development representative. So okay. primarily, my, my job was to outbound reach out to potential customers essentially so that would be through emails um through phone calls linkedin a lot of different other i suppose streams different channels essentially to try and grab people's attention and then book meetings from there okay. i was able to to uh, progress to the to a team lead role which is pretty much the same role however there was just a bit more responsibility in terms of managing the team and acting as a middle as a middleman between your manager and the team and trying okay. to increase production increase productivity and essentially try and um get the team as well yeah why do you think you you kind of progress there or would you have any tips for people uh that kind of want to that are eager to progress through roles whether it be a small jump or a large jump mm-hmm. for sure so in, in in our place in datadog it's a lot of it will be true how well you're doing essentially so if yeah, of course if your if your numbers are there you're going to be obviously a bit more eligible and be in the eye line of potential managers who might be looking for different people in different roles to actually progress quite quickly. So I think a big thing for a lot of people who who, who do progress is just around being very persistent in terms of in terms of the job itself. I know at times being a very outbound heavy role, it can be quite uh, discouraging, I suppose, when yeah. you're not being people reply to you. No one's picking up the phone. You can't okay. book meetings. Numbers are down. Like there's like there's dashboards there where pretty much anyone in the company can see how you're doing, but it's great when you're at the top and not so good when you're at the bottom. So yeah. if you are someone who gets a buzz or drives off um performance, 
I think that's a really, really suitable job for you. And of course, once you're at the at, at the top of a leaderboard or close to it, it makes you just that bit more eligible. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely something you, you kind of have to stay motivated in, I'd say. Um, and given the kind of industry and the, the, the company that you're in, obviously it can be very technical in relation to, yeah, you know, computer technology and analytics and things. I was just wondering for people that kind of, obviously it's a huge industry um, and people might want to get into it, but they might have a lack of knowledge around them kind of subjects and technology mm -hmm. itself. Um, was that something you kind of picked up when you went into the role or did you learn it elsewhere? You know, the, the kind of uh, technical um I suppose words and things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not technical at all. Okay. Uh, went to know, so, uh, like even trying to trying to hop on this podcast, getting Zoom was a bit of a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so me too. To be honest, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So the technical side, in fact, like with with Datadog, we are quite a technical product. However, my job isn't to essentially sell the features of the product. My job is to sell the benefit and sell the value of okay. Of so of course it is important to have a good baseline in terms of your technical knowledge but you sort of learn that as time goes on there's brilliant training internally here as well in terms of the product again it is very technical and the real experts in the product are actually the engineers who okay. who actually sit beside us in the office so again in terms of actually acquiring that knowledge it's great from the training but the real experts are most certainly uh, the engineers in here in Datadog. Okay, okay. Um, and you, would you say that communication and customer service skills is kind of, that's huge for you then when you're dealing with people and trying to trying to attract people to the product? Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a sales role and yeah. them soft skills in terms of communication is so important, uh, especially with the, just, I suppose, the vast widespread types of people that you actually meet, yeah. whether it be, you know, the actual technical people, the business people, people who are far more technical than you. So getting your communication on par and actually building them skills is something that you can absolutely do in here, which is great. Okay. And be just becoming as proficient as you can at the job is um is really important. And where do you think you kind of picked up them them soft customer or soft skills as you described them, the customer service skills? Was it I know you worked as a postman, did you? Or you worked for OnPost? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I did. I worked as um I worked as a postman, I think when I was seventeen, eighteen. I think okay. the soft yeah. skills that comes with that comes with a postman is usually saying saying hello to, to an old lady or, or trying, trying to find off dogs. dogs. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So And uh, uh, were you were you on the bicycle or were you in the car? A bit of both. So when, when okay. I was there, I think, geez, the first time I went in, I was probably 16, 17. So I was yeah. a bit away from even doing my theory test. But uh, okay. on, the bike, on the bike, um, walking around, uh, walking around Dublin too was my area. So around Temple Bar. And Not too bad. I actually worked for On Post as well um, a couple of years ago, but I was in like the the mail's delivery area. So I was working about three o'clock in the morning, sorting through mail and throwing them on the... Yeah things but it, I actually really enjoyed it um yeah okay we've something in common there kind of <laughs> but, uh yeah no thanks for all that information about the job I suppose people are going to be interested on your kind of route to get there and um what you did um you know because that's important for people I suppose if they do want to go similar routes and things like that um so you did business in DCU originally um, and I just want to know kind of how that course was. Would Did you enjoy it? And I know, it did it end in COVID? Final year was okay. the introduction to COVID essentially. So how was that for you then? Yeah, the course itself, very, very good. 
it's um it's a it's a four year course business studies in DCU and one year of that is an internship. So okay. it's quite what well, I to be honest I would I would recommend the course for a couple of reasons. One, it's very very broad. So I was lucky in the sense that I wasn't pigeonholed into something that I wasn't sure I actually wanted to do long term. Yeah. So having that broad spectrum across different modules and not like I said, sort of pinpointing into one one area at quite a young age, I thought it was a big, big benefit. Um so yeah, from, from there yeah, like, like like from there from DCU, like like I said, it was four years and then finally it was COVID and it was just a bit it was a anticlimactic, bit, really. Yeah. A yeah. bit a bit weird. So like again, like none of this none of this online learning was anything that we ever really delved into before and you know, it all it all just sw- switched so quickly and exams went online and there was no um there's no graduation at the end, but then eventually yeah. a, a couple of years later, and actually I, I didn't even end up, end up going to it because oh, really? gone. I'd done a master's in the meantime. So uh, it was just like, like you said, it was very anticlimactic and just yeah. small, strange, I suppose, just the novelty and because it was so unprecedented. Yeah, it definitely would be. And I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of other people kind of felt the same. Um, but yeah, worldwide. Um, so personally, I I'm doing business and law here in UCD, and we didn't really get an internship in my course. Um, and it was something that I was kind of like it was unfortunate for me. I would have loved to kind of get that experience going out into the workforce this year. Um, did you feel that? I know you, you did one year with Kellogg's, if um, if I'm correct. And did did you feel like that benefited you uh, at a young age? For sure. So. Again, it was probably my first exposure to what a full-time office job was like. Yeah. In terms of, of the benefit, I wouldn't probably say that it was because of, of the content of the internship per se, but again, it was probably learning what the actual work life was all about. Yeah. And again, that extra year of um maturity probably probably stood to me um when I look back on it. But another thing is probably uh, a a a that might be a good learning for someone else's. I got an insight in probably what I didn't want to do because okay. I was I was very keen to probably not pigeonhole myself in a in a in a financial role. Yeah. Um, so again, the learning was probably through maturity and learning what I didn't want to do rather than saying to myself, "This is okay. great. I've I've learned I've learned something brilliant here that I can take with me trail my professional career." Yeah, well, often that can be just as good, I suppose. Um, and you're finding out what you what you don't want to do. And I, a lot of people coming out of um kind of business courses, I think it can be very financial, financially kind of focused. Maybe a lot of my friends are going into kind of tax jobs and things. So um, mm-hmm. it's 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 good that you found out that maybe that wasn't for you directly. Um, yeah. So you came over to kind of UCD to Smurfit for the masters. Um, did you feel like that was crucial for you then to? To kind of get a, a job in um in an industry that you wanted, or did you just want to play with UCD or what? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, ne- I never actually got to play with UCD because of the COVID year. So oh, no, uh, I missed out on that experience, unfortunately. But uh, we probably yep. could have done with you, to be fair, because we're not going, <laughs> we're not going too well now at the moment. But uh, yeah. But um. No, look, look, again, it's pro- probably quite well, quite similar to what I said there around the internship. It was really good for maturing um through that year and actually getting a good understanding of what I wanted to do. Yeah. Again, it wasn't. I it probably wasn't the actual content of the master itself, but listen, I suppose when you have a master's of UC Smurf School on your CV, it's you're probably gonna be that bit more um receptive to recruiters course, yeah. or 
um or whoever or, or whoever it might be so that's probably again the, the very big benefit from it and of course again that ability to network with the ucd uh, alumni was actually really really important in terms of actually landing my role here in data dog as well so okay and what was the the name of the master sorry i don't international business it's smart okay um and yeah i seen that I, well i hope i'm correct i was you know i stalked your linkedin and things so i was trying to get information <laughs> from places but um did you do an internship after um the masters and you did that with pwc um okay so i'm right on that am i yeah Love you're right. yeah i'm kind of, i'm just wondering um i think as you said there after a master's and an undergraduate degree and you're quite qualified you know a lot of people would be very hesitant to kind of go into an internship role what was it for you that you decided to go in or was it just kind of again seeing well is this going to fit me or is it not yeah so with my master's in international business that was essentially an option provided for the third semester so you could either continue doing the online learning through different modules or you had the option of the internship so personally for me i if if i'm being honest about it i was probably just a bit sick of the online learning the constant yeah. zoom so a chance to I suppose not only get more experience in the workforce, but then get, I suppose, get a few quid for it as well. Absolutely, um, yeah, re really, really help. But in, in terms of the internship itself, um, I actually re really enjoyed it. Funny story, I actually agreed to a three and a half year contract training contract with PwC. Okay, and, and then two days later pulled out. Yeah. because of the because of the opportunity there with Datadog, and again, you you would you would have thought from my experience with the internship in Kellogg's that a financial role uh wasn't something that I was very keen on, and especially going into in, into the big four with the with the exams and the three and a half years, which are cap ones, cap twos, FAEs. You would have thought I learned, but um, yeah, uh, again, it was probably a good a good experience of what I okay. wasn't or what I particularly wasn't good at is probably so, a better way. Better way so you were, this is very relatable for me now because I'm coming out of college and I'm trying to get jobs and decide what to do, just try and not get rejected from all the interviews. But you were kind of dealing with a couple of offers there and uh, you just went with the with Dave's dog in the end, was it? Yeah, to cancel it. Okay. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Lovely. Um, yeah, so obviously it's impressive. It's an impressive role. It's in a, a big company. And I know your your work-life balance looks a little bit different than others. Um, and I'm just wondering how you how you find the balance between kind of work and getting workouts and, and training and things like that in. Uh, it must be difficult to kind of find time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it can be at times for sure. I think it it, it probably just takes a bit more organization. Um. Yeah. on my end it's actually plan out your week and stuff like that but I think at the same time I'm quite lucky because I find my job very stimulating I enjoy it a lot and then I enjoy what I do outside my career as well very very enjoyable so I'm again I'm quite lucky in that it's very stimulating on both sides whether it be true football or whether it be true okay. so I don't I don't particularly find it difficult because of the enjoyment that I have or that is associated with both sides of things so you're not being drained really when you're when you're working. It's not like uh you're being punished and then you then you have to go out and, and work out. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And organi organization really is the key there as well, as you said, is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just it's nothing it, it's nothing too too major or too um or too strenuous, but again, just a bit more planning around 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 your week and your time and managing your time. Um okay. that'd be, you know, through managing your calendar or whatever it might be. But um yeah. yeah. 
like I said, it's enjoyable for me. And then what do you what do you do in your spare time? What's the go to to relax? Is this Netflix or do you play a different sport or what is it? Um, to do my spare time, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be a big a a a big movie type of guy at all. To okay. Be honest. Um, yeah. I don't. Yeah, probably probably sports. Uh, I, I really enjoy watching different sports, whether it be true basketball, American football. Okay. Mm. You've no interest in golf, have you? Uh, I'd I'd tip into watching a few a few okay. stuff, but I wouldn't yeah. be I wouldn't be uh wouldn't be playing off scratch or anything like that now. Yeah, be, that's fair. Yeah, I wouldn't playing. either now. I wouldn't either. But uh, there's there's a new golf documentary out on Netflix there called Full Swing. So I I finished that in about about fifteen hours. So but anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I suppose, did you ever have doubts? Um, I suppose about a career in a in a very competitive industry. Like we've obviously gone through your 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 kind of CV there and things. And uh, as I said, it is impressive. But while playing football at a high level, did you ever have doubts? Because I know a lot of, um, well, not so much club players on their own, but um, some in county they could focus on teaching and things, and they have summers off. And uh, was there ever doubts in your mind about that, or how did you feel about it? Not really, to be honest. I think. I think there's there's probably an old perception around the GA and a previous perception that, you know, if you're playing on a high level that you just take a handy job with small hours. But yeah. to be honest, I I don't really think it's that applicable anymore. Like on our team, we have a crop of people who are doctors or, you know, previous partners in accounting firms and people with amazing jobs and very challenging jobs. Yeah. Um, and actually having that stimulant outside of sport as well, I think personally is important. And I know, like you, like you mentioned, there, there is a small perception around maybe teaching or or jobs that are very handy for training per se. But I actually think in reality, it's it's essentially the um the uh and like the opposite essentially. Of it what can work to your to your to your benefit nearly. For um, sure, sure, it, yeah. It like, mind off it and things. Absolutely, and I think again, like your your career, whether you like it or not, if you get eight nine years, it's probably a really really good career, but come the yeah. back end of that once it's done like you, you you need to have something outside of football as well okay okay thanks thanks for that and then any advice for for student athletes that might be trying to to, to find success in both i don't know how how kind of busy you were in college um with football and things but um you know i know i'd be complaining about oh i have to do this or i'm busy and i i you know i'm around the junior b area so <laughs> yeah any any advice for a kind of student athlete sir yeah it's a lot yeah it's a it's a, a lot easier when you enjoy it i think to be honest like okay. instead instead of seeing of seeing things as a necessary evil per se it's something that you actually want to do so you know an old an old analogy that people always say is you never have to encourage a child to play you know a child yeah. just wants to play because he wants to play so if you if you find something that you enjoy whether it be true work or whether it be true true sporting sense and ideally both um having that enjoyment piece there is is in my opinion very important in terms of actually being able to sustain that over you know 10 20 30 years whatever it might be for for someone okay and i know we kind of we mentioned um like about what what sports you might watch and things but if you were ever to be successful in a different sport um it might be a little bit too late now but right, who's <laughs> to say uh but what what sport would you pick if you had to pick a different sport mm -hmm. I'm not sure how how successful I would have been, but I yeah. would have I would have really liked to to have thrown my hand at um athletics from a young age. 
in, okay. ter- in, in terms of maybe 100 meter 200 meter i don't think i would have got anywhere near uh, olympic level but i yeah. really admire, i really admire them them athletes not only in ireland but on on an actual global scale in terms of the training they do what they're able to do um whether it be 100 meters 200 meters it's really impressive i love <laughs> watching that sort of stuff and if you have you know my own childhood heroes or role models would have been would have been them elite level sprinters so Okay, that's actually that's interesting. I didn't really expect you to to say that, but to be fair, I think you would have stiff competition these days. Um, especially I think <laughs> Israel Alatunde is in here in UCD, but I think uh he broke a sixty meter uh, record last night. But uh, I was at it. I was at oh, it. Yeah. Did you go to it? Yeah, I, okay, so, I, 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 I actually, yeah, myself and uh, one of my friends actually went down to it specifically to watch uh, Alatunde. Where, where was that on? It was in uh, Abbottstown in, okay. in the International Indoor Arena, just out there around Blanchardstown. Yeah, yeah, no, he's uh, he's uh, really, really quick. He absolutely lost it then as well, celebrating after, but fair play to him, fair play <laughs> to him. Um, yeah, so I suppose I have one last question, and it's a, bit, a little bit of a difficult one, um, but is there anything that either maybe you could have done or you felt like you could have done differently in your career before or is there anything that you kind of want to take off a list in the future? Now, I say in career, but that can be in anything. That can be in your career, football, it could be travel. So something that you, you might want to take off the list in the future or something that you haven't done. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that I, I thought worked well for me is I was I was quite decisive in in periods that could have been quite tricky for me. So... Like I mentioned earlier, I signed a contract, yeah. a three and a half year training contract with PwC, but I made a really good decision to back out of it after two days. Okay. Whereas in hindsight, I could have easily probably wandered into three and a half years of exams and something that I mightn't have enjoyed as much as I do my current job. So okay. I'd say that's definitely one thing that worked well. One thing I would have done differently, I would have... I would have probably taken more time out for myself to actually find out what I'm good at and what I like. Okay. Like I said, the things I enjoy the most are probably the things you are good at uh, already, yeah. but actually taking time out to find out what those things are, whether it be soft skills um, around talking to people, whether it be numbers, whether it be different areas. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm going through them at a very, very high level there, but actually taking that time out to understand what stimulates you. Okay. I would, I I would have loved to have done that probably at a bit of a younger age. Kind of find out what uh what I suppose makes you tick really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Paddy. Thanks so much for for that. I think uh, there's really good advice in it, and um I think it's going to be helpful for for a lot of people that are kind of coming out of college or uh, even further down the line. Um and you you've had a an interesting an interesting kind of route in the last few years. Um so I suppose that's kind of I'm finished with the questions um, and thanks very much. Deadly. Thanks, Ronan. Yeah, lovely, Paddy. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get the notification here that your meeting will end in 10 minutes, so I'm going to finish it up here. But uh, look, uh, we, we wish you all the best with everything you're doing. And uh, again, thanks very much.